they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. You can also follow me on social media at mbills314. This is episode number 96. During this quarantine time all over the world, I want to send a big shout out to everyone who's been holding it down over this past, what, what we've been on quarantine two three weeks a month i can't keep count you know what i'm saying friday saturday sunday monday at this point every day is the same there's really no distinction between the weekends and the weekdays but as the scriptures say we're gonna count it all joy and so that's what i choose to do i had to you know gotta make some adjustments had to make some adjustments you know i have a two-year-old who i'm used to being at daycare and even when he's not at daycare, you know, at least you're able to go out and do different things. But with the quarantine, you're kind of limited on what you can do. So with a two-year-old, you're kind of running out of ideas and, um, you know, so I ain't gonna say it's challenging, but I'm ready for outside to open back up. And I'll just leave that at that. <laughs> uh, I have a 16-year-old, you know, she's cool. She's still having to do her schoolwork. Um, you know, her high school provided her, provided the students with laptops. So she still has to, she still has to get it in Monday through Friday and uh, get the schoolwork done. But other than that, just been chilling. I mean, chilling, getting in the word, checking out some shows that I more than likely would not have had time to check out. So I've been, you know, checking out some Netflix shows and Hulu shows and barbecued a little bit. Plan on doing some more barbecuing today. You know what I mean? Just trying to make the best of it. Because the scripture says, it tells us that in everything, give thanks. And so that's what I choose to do. Of course, this is an uncomfortable time for all of us. It's gotten all of us out of our comfort zones. And all of us are ready for all of this to be over. You know what I'm saying? We're just ready to go outside and just kick it. Let's just live normal lives. <laughs> but what is normal? You know what I'm saying? And be honest with you, once all of this is over, it's kind of going to be a new normal. Things probably won't necessarily go back to how, you know, they were. Kind of like when 9-11 happened, things changed in the world. But during the midst of it all, God has been faithful. God has been providing for us. Whether you know it or not, if you're listening to this podcast right now, currently God has been providing for you. Uh, the very first thing I can say he provided for you was life. Because you're able to listen to this podcast today or whenever day you're listening to it. So that's blessing number one for all of us. Um, I'm seeing in and out. You know, I've had to turn off the TV, turn off the, when I say turn off the TV, you know, turn off the news stations and, you know, everything is just death, 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 more cases, recovery, death, death, death. And that's not something that I want to flood my my spirit with because all those things are going to do is designed to provoke fear some of those things may be facts but who are we to say that they are facts they could just be making some numbers up you know or the number could be higher or could be lower so before i get into the word today i do want to send my condolences to anyone 
who has lost anyone due to COVID-19. My prayers are with you and your family. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will comfort you during this time. And I can understand how you're just possibly could be terrified at this point. I want to remind everyone who's listening of some scriptures today. And we are gonna get through this. One thing about a storm and one thing about any trial is that it has an expiration date. This will end. It will end. Now things may be a little different afterwards, but it will end. In Ecclesiastes chapter one, verse nine, it says, what has been is what will be. And what has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there a th- is there a thing of which it is said, see, this is new. It has been already. In the ages before us, there is no remembrance. In the ages before us, there is no remembrance of former things. So the Bible teaches us that there is nothing new under the sun, meaning that just like I shared, I believe, uh, two podcasts ago, and I gave you a list of all the things that have happened from the year 2000 on up to now, um, from the Spanish flu to influenza to so many plagues and different things that have swept over the world. All these things have happened before, and unfortunately, they will continue to happen. Now, my prayer is that I'm in the United States, so my country prayerfully we will be more prepared for when a possible pandemic will try to raise its ugly head again that we won't all have to be in the position that we're in now but the bible says there is nothing new under the sun and you may be thinking well how can i take comfort in that because if there's nothing new then i mean this mess could happen again you're right But we are supposed to take comfort in that because the Bible also says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse eight, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. So regardless of these things continuing to come or things that have happened in the past, Jesus is the same. Now, he won't change up. So if there's going to be another pandemic that comes five years from now. Jesus is still going to be the same and the same faith, the same protection, the same confidence, the same word and all that he is today will be provided in the future. He's not going to change. But as I stated before, we have to believe his word. We can't deviate from it from the left or to the right. We have to be on it. This is not the time to be playing games. During this time of quarantine, I've heard of people who have been backslidden, have rededicated rededicated their lives back to the Lord. There are people who were believers, but maybe wasn't living for God like they should have been, and they recommitted their lives back. This is just the time for all of us to to get it together. We was wilding out, now it's the time where you can quit wilding. This is the time, you know. Um, I had someone at work um, ask me, they said, do you think God is punishing us? Do you think God is the one that's causing all of this stuff to happen? And my response to that is that he's not responsible for it, but he is allowing it. 
And there's a difference because if someone's responsible for it, then you can't go to the person for protection. You know what I mean? Like the person who's responsible for it is like, it is what it is. I, just, I did it. This is what it is. No. And I know we put a lot of stuff on God, but you have to think about what's going on in our world. There's disease. There's all types of things that's already here. Our leadership, our government, our nation could have been more prepared. I don't think that we took it serious. So we can't really blame the Lord for it. You know, and I'm not getting into anything political or none of that, but the information about COVID-19 was presented. I was told back in October. And if we would have got ahead of it, then we wouldn't be where we are now. So that's why I said I can't really put on the Lord. He's allowing it, obviously, but he's not the cause of it. But the scripture says that you can overcome evil with good, that God can turn any situation around and get glory out of it. So many souls have been saved. So many souls have came back to the Lord. And no, it shouldn't have took a pandemic for that to happen, but it did. So God can still get glory out of it all. Now, you may want to ask me some tough questions like, well, why did God allow certain people to die from it? And certain people said they were believers and they passed away from it. I don't have an answer for the, of that for you. You have to talk to the Lord about that. I don't have an answer of that for you. All I have for you is what the scripture says. And we have to trust and take comfort in what the word of God says. Now, I can speak for myself. There is not a time or a moment in my life where I have trusted God for something and he never came through. I cannot recall any time I've trusted God to do something and took him at his word. He always he always performed it. So as you're going out and about and you go into the grocery stores and, so, you know, some essential places, Wear your gloves, wear your face mask. If you don't have a face mask, you know, they're showing us how we could, you know, make one at home. If you happen to go out and you forget your face mask and your gloves, you know, keep some sanitizer in your car. I keep that in my car. Sometimes I don't have gloves, but if I'm going in, got to go somewhere and I touch something. As soon as I get back in the car, I just sanitize my hands. I'm saying all that to say is that I'm not living and you shouldn't live in fear. You don't want to live in fear of death because that's really what it all boils down to. The fear of death is the fear. It's not so much of getting COVID-19. It's the fear of dying of COVID-19. So in all actuality, it's the fear of death and the fear of death brings bondage and god uh, doesn't want us operating like that it's it's recorded in the bible over 365 times where it says do not fear or do not be afraid and there's got to be a reason for that there is something about fear that the lord obviously does not want us to operate in under no circumstances not a little fear, not a little fear will help. Not, you know, a little fear is a little helpful sometimes. You get the little fear in you. No, we don't want nan fear. <laughs> we don't want none of it. I don't. You shouldn't either. Because fear and faith can't operate in the same place. Now, Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, Jesus talking. It says, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? 
Notice it did not say the end of the world. Some translations say the end of the world, but the word world is translated age, A-G-E, because the world itself will never end, but the age will, i.e. stone age, iron age, bronze age. You know, we have different ages or different time periods in the earth, but the world never stops but the ages change. The current age that we're living in is what's considered biblically, is considered the church age because these ages that I just mentioned, like the stone age, it, it was all before Christ. It was prehistoric, but we're in the church age. We're in the age where Christ is resurrected. And now those who have been born again, those who have received the gospel and have received him as Lord and Savior and is now preaching the gospel so that others can come into the kingdom of God. This is the church age. So the disciples was asking Jesus, when, what are the signs of your coming? Like, when are you coming back? Now you have to understand that they thought that the Lord was going to come back during their time. So technically the last days, the term the last days, like now you will hear people say, you know, we're in the last days. Well, technically we've been in the last days. The moment that Jesus resurrected from the dead and ascended back into heaven, that was the beginning of the last days. Because now the days are marked So, because we're waiting on his return. So it's considered the last days because we are awaiting on our Lord to return back. And that's been over 2000 years. That's why it says no man knows the hour or the time. So we've been in once this quarantine is over, we're still going to be in the last days. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, things are going to wax worse and worse. But he says to be of good cheer because I overcame the world. And that's why I read in Ecclesiastes chapter one, verse nine, that there was nothing new under the sun. It's going to be new for us because this is our first time being in something like this. But our ancestors and, and those of old have been through things like this before. They didn't have the technology that we had. They didn't have none of the, some of the resources that we have today that kind of make this quarantine a lot easier than it probably was back then, but it happened. So again, in Matthew chapter 24 and verse four, Jesus answered them when they asked him about, you know, him coming back and what are gonna be some of the signs of the end of the age. Jesus said, take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Ain't that something? Like the Lord is, can you imagine you standing there before the Lord and you're seeing him with your physical eyes and you're hearing his actual voice and he's telling you all the madness that's about to happen. And then right after he announces all that, he tells you, Oh, but don't don't worry about it though. I don't want you to be scared. Like, don't be afraid. Wait, what? How can I? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he tells them, and ultimately us, he says, to be not troubled. For all these things must, M-U-S-T, all these things must happen. But the end is not yet. And that's the thing. Like, with all this going on, it's like in the back of your mind, it's like, okay, I know Jesus is about to come now because things can possibly get much worse. Like, I know he's coming like 12 noon on the Saturday. Like, I know he's coming.
Macchiato's music and the script 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 I'm homesick this body's a tent heavens where home is I guess it's safe to say that God's people are homeless and just the shore is a fugitive runs our money's are tied up in mutual funds cats be like you got unusual ones that's because the riches we got is stored up for after the funeral son numero one Christ had to rip the veil cause there was bad blood between us like sicker cell anemia the media to keep feet in the slides and immediately we eat it up like medium fries whoa the heart beat in the side longs for the day when Christ will come plus bring me to a side and close me in white will be just like I'm like Kobe and Mike me and my homies my wife me and my homies like R. Swift J. Silas CM Corey Precise we going to glory right we're headed to the new heaven new earth baby I got proof it's Jesus Christ resurrection and I'm not duped this is objectivity it's not my truth we going to glory y'all how about you <laughs> listen new heaven new earth baby I got proof it's Jesus Christ resurrection and I'm not duped this is objectivity it's not my truth we going to glory y'all how about you <laughs> listen <laughs> my papa ain't no rolling stone and when the angels rolled the stone away you better know the Roman soldiers were blown away we got a stowaway nah Jesus Christ died resurrected folded his clothes and stole away now that's incredible he showed himself the credible witnesses that witnessed his death but didn't expect them to come out of the grave just as the scriptures have said and he thought the ladies were sick in the head when they came back reporting what they had seen with their eyes the disciples were skeptical so they sent Peter and John yop, to verify what they told him Jesus is risen. Meanwhile, the chief priests were bribing the soldiers, obviously with a valuable token. They told him to keep quiet and just to say that his body was stolen, yo, by the disciples at night while the soldiers were sleeping. But the story was leaking. He showed himself breathing, living and moving, made appearances, showed him his feet and his nail-scarred hands, reiterated and told him his secret. He said, I'm the fulfillment of Moses' teachings, Cleopas' grievance, turning to joy because he was hoping to see this redeemer. Even Josephus wrote in his Jesus, the historical Christ, even explorers alike. There's irrefutable evidence in support of his life. Plus, it's dying, and I am not lying. Tell a friend is agnostic. God has got no skeletons in his closet. Nope. They can't find his bones. Nowhere to be found. Not even his teeth. Nowhere in the ground. Why? He's home wearing the crown. The disciples watched him ascend. Therefore, we Holy Spirit endowed with the power to be witnesses. How many listeners know that when you die, you'll rise and be with the rest of us? We're not cocky, we're confident in the God who rescued us Plus, resurrected his son from out of the sepulchre Have you accepted these facts? And if you haven't, let's chat after the show Or email me and I'll be happy to rap About these matters concerning our faith Jesus Christ's resurrection has determined our fate This concludes side A Please flip to side B He has to but he announced all these things he said but don't worry about it and ain't coming yet though so all these catastrophes all these different things are happening and he still says but the end is not yet he says in verse 7 for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom there will be famines meaning lack lack of food shortage epidemics and earthquakes in various places now did you know 
that as of today, there have been 950 earthquakes in Puerto Rico this year. 950 earthquakes in Puerto Rico, just in one place, in one year. And we're only three months into the year. There have been 950 earthquakes, people, in Puerto Rico. These are all the signs. And then he says, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Now, it's unfortunate that we have to go through this, but we are fortunate that we're not going through it alone. We are fortunate that we have a God that warns us. We are fortunate that we have a God that loves us. We are fortunate that we have a God that will protect us. So I don't like to fo focus on unfortunate things. I like to focus on the fortunate things. I don't care at this point about any meeting schedule, flights, vacations, whatever was canceled. Oh, well, because eventually this quarantine will stop and we'll be able to do those things. Now's the time. Let's just be obedient and rest. Oh, but what if things don't return back to normal again? Hey, you'll be all right. <laughs> you will be okay. We will be okay. We would just adjust to it like we adjust to anything else. I do want to encourage you not to get all your news from social media. Get your news from reliable sources. And even all that news isn't great. It's like I said, I couldn't have to stop watching a lot of news because of the information that was being poured out. I just had to, okay, the, I heard the facts. Okay, that's enough. Now I'm going to go pray, seek God, and continue to pray and intercede. Because believe it or not, me or us getting these facts about the death toll isn't helping. It's just projecting fear in the lives of people. And one thing I do know about fear, and I've been told by people who have had cancer, they've said that in most cases, it's not the cancer that kills people. It's the fear of it. The fear of having the cancer is what kills people, not the cancer in itself. Now you understand and know I'm not saying that can I did not say that cancer cannot kill people. And we everyone knows someone that cancer has, you know, taken the lives of people that we love and know. But it is the fear of cancer that can take people. The fear of anything can wipe you out. That's why he tells us not to fear. Of course, when anything happens in our lives that we least expect, of course, of course we're gonna be shook up, we're human. But we have a God and we have to shift our focus. If we wanna live, if we want to accomplish and do the things that we know that we need to, we have to turn to Him. He has the answers. We're reading it, we're reading it now. Like He's warning us of all these different things and then said these are just the beginning of sorrows. He didn't say this is gonna be the end of them. This is the beginning of sorrows, all these things happen. So we have to take comfort in the scriptures, take comfort in knowing number, number one, that He warned us about it. Now, if He warned us of the problem, and warned us of things that's gonna be taking place. Now we have to find, okay, Lord, what's the solution? Psalms 32 verse eight, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Psalms 46 verse one, 
God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalms 91 verse three, he will keep you safe from all hidden dangers and from all deadly diseases. There are things folks about this pandemic, about this COVID-19 that's hidden from us. When I say hidden, I mean hidden from the general public. It's not hidden from God, but it's hidden from us. Things they won't tell us about. God says he'll protect us even from that. So let's believe him. Last scripture, let's go to Luke chapter eight. This is when Jesus healed a woman and healed Jairus' daughter. Luke chapter eight, verse 40. It says, now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, and falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. As Jesus went, the people pressed around him, and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And though she had spent all her living on physicians, on physicians, she cannot be healed by anyone. We have Jairus coming to Jesus. He's telling Jesus about his daughter who's 12 years old who's dying, right? So Jesus is heading towards Jairus's house. In the midst of him heading towards Jairus's house, a woman with, the, with an issue of blood comes to him. Now, can you imagine you coming to Jesus with a request? He's on his way to fulfill your request. You have a child at home dying. And as Jesus is on his way, here comes somebody stopping him as he's on his way to do something for you. A woman with the issue came to him. Naturally, all of us would be like, okay, yeah, all right, Lord, you deal with her once after you handle my business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, Lord, I got you. We, we know, we know she's bleeding. We got it. We got it. All right, come, my daughter's dying. I feel like this is more important. Let's go handle this, and then you come back and get this woman cleared up. Right? I mean, that's what I would be thinking. I think all of us would be thinking something like that. Verse 44, she came up behind him and touched the and touched the hem of his garment and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, master, the crowd surround you and are pressing in on you. Of course, everybody's around you touching you. What you mean who touched you? Everybody touching you. <laughs> but Jesus said, no, someone touched me for I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. Now this woman given a whole testimony. It says she declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him. So now she's telling everybody why she touched him. Jairus is over here waiting on Jesus to go to his house to heal his dying daughter. She want to testify. Verse 48. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was yet speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, your daughter's dead. I can only imagine how Jairus probably felt at that moment. The hope that he had in the beginning when Jesus was on his way to his house. This woman stopping Jesus, testifying, he's getting agitated. And now one of your rulers come and say, oh, your daughter dead. And the ruler said, your daughter's dead. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. Like, don't even, are uh, you good? She dead. Don't even leave, leave the Lord alone. He didn't come. She dead. And let's make some arrangements in so many words. Look at verse 50. It says, but Jesus on hearing this answered him, do not fear, only believe and she will be well. 
two things. I don't need you to fear. I only need you to believe. If you will not fear and only believe, I will do it. Verse 51, and when he came to the house, he allowed no one to enter in with him except Peter and John, except Peter, John, and James, and the father and mother of the child. And all were weeping and mourning for her. But he said, do not weep, for she is not dead, she just sleep. <laughs> oh, Jesus, our Lord is so amazing. The boldness, the confidence that our Lord possesses. And that we possess because he abides on the inside of us. These stories are written accounts. These aren't just stories somebody made up, y'all. These are written accounts of what actually happened when Jesus was walking the earth. So we have to take that and remember that. Like how Jesus responded then is more than likely how he was going to respond to us now. It's not because this is a different different generation. They're a little more soft, you know what I'm saying? So I have to like cookie cut it up for them a little bit. No. The same thing requires Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same thing requires. Don't fear. Believe me, it'll be all right. That's basically what he's saying. He told Jairus when they announced that his daughter was dead and then told them, leave Jesus alone. Don't trouble him any longer. And then Jesus turned around after hearing that and looked at Jairus and said, no, fear not. Because, you know, fear crept up in his heart. That's the first thing that grips you. Fear. And Jesus said, don't fear, only believe. And if you do that, she'll be well. He didn't have time to get into his common sense. And how can she be well if she already did? You know, that's how some of us would think. That's how some of us, that's some things that we would say, well, how can she be well if she already did? She would have been well if you would have got over there. And you know, we've been going through all this type of stuff. It's been hysterical and whatever. But just told him, don't fear. And he's saying the same thing to us today. No pandemic is going on. No quarantine is going on. I know you guys quarantining and yeah, you can't take your trip to Jamaica this year. All your trip to Jamaica is postponed. But it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. We're going to be all right. You don't have to fear it. Trust God, you know, and you got to think about your pastors. Like pastors of this generation never been through anything like this. So it's new for them. So all of us are having services online. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we got to do right now. So I don't really understand when the government tells churches to close because of public health reasons. There's nothing wrong with it. They're telling you to close for public health reasons. They're not telling you to close because they don't want you sharing the gospel. No one can stop the gospel, period. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ being preached. I don't need a building to preach the gospel, but you have some churches who are rebelling against, you know, government officials saying that they're trying to keep us from preaching the gospel and we're gonna fail. That's not a hill you wanna die on. You're not taking a stand for the gospel by continuing to have church and putting your members in possible danger. That was like the scripture that we talked about in Mark 6, where Jesus said, that if you handle any deadly snakes, it won't harm you. But then we talked about that if you intentionally go and grab a snake, 
talking about I'm gonna practice this. Let me go ahead and grab the deadliest snake I can find and watch and let it bite me and see if I'll still live. No, you might you might die. <laughs> you, yeah, you might be out of here. Cause now what you're doing is you're testing. You're testing the Lord. And that's something the scripture tells you not to do. So you don't test God in the midst of a pandemic by continuing to have church services when there is a global pandemic going on and then the government is telling you to close down for public health reasons. We have to be wise. We have to be wise. And for those of you who are listening to this, you may feel like I don't know what to do. And you may have some time where your, your time may be a little idle and you may not know what to do or you may take like three naps a day. <laughs> Listen, we've all been there. If you could take three naps a day, one day, that's fine. But just ask God to help you in the midst of all this, help you to be productive. You may have it. You may have a Tuesday where you're not productive at all. That's fine. But you got Wednesday. You got Thursday. You got Friday. So everything's going to work out fine. Everything's going to be good. But don't let anyone condemn you. Oh, you should. You should have this done by now. By the time we come out of here, you ought to be a million. Uh-uh. God is not calling all of us to come up with million with million dollar ideas. It would be nice, but that's not going to be the case for everyone. My prayer for you is that you will remain protected and you would use wisdom and not fear. That's it. None of us speaking to myself included. No fear. Believe only. And we will be made whole. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this with your family and your friends during this time of quarantine. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can do that at mbills314. Remember these words from the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 4. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time. I'm out.